Oh, wow. You are so beautifully fitted to be in this place with me as your main spirit out, Phoenix. All right, all right. Break it off. Not too much affection in this area. Um, it's a different culture out here, exclaimed Sophie as she got out of the car. There was four figures covered in black hijabs approaching them from either side. As the four figures approached, Speedy McQueen started screaming frankly. Phoenix was busy trying to calm her down while Mary just decided to get her glocks in the glock compartment, screaming, they won't take us alive. We came to live life and to live it abundantly, not threatened by no Kosaka's asphalt. She, be she becomes vulgar in the heat of the moment. Never been the one to shy away from a fight unless during the times under the influence of certain wannabes like she'd been until the age of 18 when, when Sophie rescued her from some mad witches who had who has sire links to her and had a spiritual slave made of her. Now that her chains have been broken free, she understood that the physicality realm is filled with too many wannabes. They, they come in all shapes and forms. That's her whole reason for holding Phoenix very special in her heart because she knew he is not one of them wannabes. Mary doesn't do sides. She knows Phoenix doesn't do stupidity too. That's her goal with Phoenix to get him to understand that it's time these fuckers get taken down. With what army they ask the same one that kept him alive. Mary wants Phoenix to know about all that's in the void for him. He can call upon any time. Actually, he does. He does call upon it all the time, and it does come forth. But where is it? It's in the opportunistic wannabes. They intersect it all. But the best part of it is the purity of the soul. Mary recognized that in Phoenix lies a light, a force to be reckoned with, a fight that knows no defeat, no mind games anyway, a fight of a true winner, an overcomer, no, no pretender wannabe, one who yearns for the truth as it is and yield it as a weapon against those that held him captive for so long and her too. Now when the sight of the four dark hijab figures approached the car, Sophie relaxed and she pretty much just lit a smoke and leaned back. Now Mary and Speedy panicked. Phoenix was caught between, between ladies as usual, not knowing whether to go to Mary, urge her to put the golden desert eagles down or to keep a hold of Speedy McQueen, who who could possibly scream herself into a fit, all while keeping himself calm. He willed it all to calm down. In some weird way, he kept the hijab figures from advancing any closer to the Jew again. He didn't know how he was doing this, but he thought it felt good and he wanted more of this. Now, Sophie just laid back and smoked her Cuban twist. She thought this is too basic for her to fuss over. 
she raised her right hand into the sky, holding up the Cuban twist. While Mary was almost getting ready to shoot, but found herself stuck in her tracks as willed by Phoenix, the hijab figures took a step back and turned away. Very well, Mr. Phoenix, but not well enough. You still have blind spots to work on. Your dearest Sophie was left unmarked with your back turned to her. Either you trust her a lot, either you trust her, a lot of you have to agree that you have blind spots to work on. It's good that you have your clique with you, but can you be with your clique always despite time and space or dimension? Would you be able to dig them out of the deepest holes like you know you have been? As the hijab figure that stayed. Now also leaning now also leaning on the G wagon having a cube and twist with Sophie. Phoenix was busy trying to will Mary to get back to normal without shooting anyone, all while trying to calm Speedy McQueen down as weird as she was described and treated. As weird as she was described and treated, um, Phoenix felt a similar signature in her energy to this. It was like a needle in a haystack, but it was there. Everyone probably has that spark in them. Must be how we all connect, thought Phoenix. The hijab figure still didn't bother Phoenix at all. He con. He concentrated on Speedy McQueen and Mary. And Sophie is kind of like the Queen. She doesn't need shoulders to cry on. Now Phoenix willed it all to suddenly come down while keeping watch of Mary and making sure Speedy McQueen does not counter his will. She carries a lot of firepower in her too. Now as, as everything was calming down, Phoenix stepped out of the G-Wagon and approached the hijab figure, of course thinking that it's the owner of the fortress, who is supposedly a man. As Phoenix got closer to the figure, he was talking, talking, trying to get the attention of the hijab figure. Um, he tried placing his hand on the figure, and in a quick twist of events, the hijab figure turned, and real quick, Phoenix could almost swear he saw the eyes glow rose golden. Right before he felt he felt himself thrown stumbling amongst the hijabed figures who who had been walking about thirty feet away. Immensely power immense power was portrayed and it didn't seem like the figure even tried. In the first move the figure was revealed. Turned out it was a very beautiful Arab Berber young lady, all tattered up. Phoenix dusted himself off, walked to join to join the rest as they got whisked off into a into the heart of the paradise fort by the heart stealing immense power wielding beautiful Arab Berber. Phoenix found her 
found her to be fascinating, found her fascinating already. Um, though they barely spoke, he observed that her timbre was spiked. He also noticed that it willed him to come down. He was suddenly taken back as if arrested by very vivid thoughts of how he used to have a massive anxiety attacks. It felt as if a force was has hijacked him to replay his nightmares. This time he didn't care too much. He didn't have um, attachment to, to no one as far as he could recall. The closest anyone was to him in existence was acquaintances. And it's a whole dark chest he had since locked away deep within himself. When he heals himself in very basic ways, like the Night Angel trilogy, the calligraphy, the ancient civilization studies. But this trip plus getting to know the ladies was the most healing he had gotten in the whole in his whole life. He secretly wished he had met them earlier. Maybe he would have have he wouldn't have himself being sent flying through the air by anyone. As Phoenix came into the heart of the paradise, he immediately fell in love with all of it. It was so pristine. The paradise had so many fruit trees all around, the ground covered with soft grass with moss all over. Um, there seemed to be a whole different climate ecosystem in the heart of the paradise. Phoenix loved it. He he has a history with plants ever since he was a child. He loved agriculture and ecological things, ecological things such as poultry, gardening, but had to leave it behind as he grew and the hermit in him awakened. There was time he made his way back and found his dearest doves and pigeons gone, dead, eaten. But that's okay, he thought, looking at the hundreds of white doves flying alongside other exotic birds flying about in the heart of the paradise. <laughs> One of the love birds actually landed on Phoenix. The Arab lady laughed as the bird landed on Phoenix. Her name is also Phoenix, she said. Phoenix attracts phoenixes wherever he goes. Within the paradise were other birds of prey, caged up. Because if they aren't caged up, all the lovebirds and doves would be would be form would be form apart and their hearts eaten out. Birds of prey were even more magnificent. With massive wingspan, Phoenix noticed his matches, true matches. He saw the falcons, huge eagles, vultures, a few other prey birds, and he asked if he can get inside the cage, but they wouldn't let him in there. They'll tear you apart, baby, said Sophie. I'll be all right, you'll fix me, he responded. They later opened opened for him to get in there 
with some dead dead mice feet and leather glove. He was told to hold his hand out, and as soon as he held his hand out, a the bird of prey came flying at to him. So massive birds of prey. One of them was a mountain eagle known to grab the whole goat for the feeding. He immediately saw the massive skull-crushing talons. Luckily, he had the, le- the leather gloves. He stayed in the cave for a few a few hours. Sophie wouldn't let him out in the cage for a few hours. Sophie wouldn't let him out until he established a noticeable connection with the birds of prey, which he did easily as if they acknowledged him as a supreme of all birds, eldest and wisest and arising from the ashes renewed. Now, Sophie, come out. Come out now. Let's go do something else. Now, Phoenix, I think I might belong with these majestic birds of prey. Speedy McQueen, really now, babe? Come on, let's have something to eat. You haven't eaten anything since we got from the castle. All you did was drink that lady Vef clicked Now, Phoenix, yeah, yeah, I'm coming out now. Uh, got to respect the birds of prey, the apex predators in most of their settings. We've now kept in cages around the world. It's so heartbreaking to think how inhuman humans actually are. A lot of human beings with little to no humanity. Now Mary laughed. He could become a philosophical lecturer of sorts. (laughs) Enough jokes. Let's get us something to eat, my ladies. I have a feeling that Desert Paradise food is some to fortify memories forever, he said. They got treated to a fruit buffet, strictly fruit, almost every kind that could grow in there, by a bit of magic, of course.